For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Reggie Watkins. You are listening to I'm Probably Right. Kevin, what, what, what episode is this? This is episode uh, six. Episode six. Six. Yeah. Episode six. We are growing. We are slowly growing, getting bigger, getting more people listening. I appreciate all the love. Make sure you're subscribing, rating us, reviewing us. Give us five stars. Don't be hating. We don't like hate around here. Kevin Cleveland, my man, running the boards, engineering this show. Thank you so much, brother. How you doing? Great, good to be here, man. Oh man, I'm so excited for today. It's it's going to be a good, uh, good, good show. It was a great weekend, but uh, I, Lakers, Lakers got Russell Westbrook. Dallas Cowboys. We're gonna talk about him. I hate him, but we're gonna talk about him because y'all like him. We're also gonna get into NBA free agency, which starts. We're, we're recording this on Monday, August second. Free agency starts this evening, so we'll see what's going on, where the names are are, are being rumored to go, and what's gonna happen, and what I foresee to happen. And we're also gonna talk about Ryan Murphy, Olympic swimmer, who took silver in an event last week and uh, had some choice words about the Olympic competition. But first up. My Los Angeles Lakers made news last week when we completed a deal. Well, my Los Angeles Lakers and, and yours, Kevin Wright, you're, you're a Laker fan. I'm a Laker fan. Yep. There we go. There we go. Uh, we completed a deal to bring Russell Westbrook back to L.A. Russell Westbrook coming back to L.A. where he is from. He plays high school ball, played at UCLA. And I was a Johnny Come Lately on Russell Westbrook because I remember I was dating a girl at the time. And she was doing some sports reporting for UCLA, right? This was when Russell Westbrook was there. And I think Kevin Love was there at the same time, too. And I remember watching Russell Westbrook and thinking, this dude is going to be terrible in the league. And she was like, no, trust me, he's going to get to the league and be insane. And I was wrong, and she was right, because Russell Westbrook has turned into one of the dopest players of all time. He is probably, right now, in the NBA this season, the past couple of seasons, Russell Westbrook, Dame Lillard, Two of Giannis, two, three of my favorite players to watch in the world because they never cheat you. Those dudes go hard all the time. I mean, all the time. Everything Russell Westbrook does, he goes hard. And I love that, right? And sometimes that's that's to his detriment because he goes so hard and he's pushing so hard that he makes mistakes or or he's too aggressive trying to get his own shot when he should be getting somebody else the ball. But for the Lakers, Russell Westbrook is going to be insane. We got rid of Kyle Trash Kuzma, KCP. I like him, but 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 I'm not a big I'm not a big KCP dude. He's a he's a he's a glue dude, a nice cat. But when you need him the most, he never really shows up. 
Montrez Harrell, who I love his spirit and his energy, but the dude could not play pick-and-roll defense to save his damn life. And he's just undersized to be a power forward center. Just didn't work. Thought it could, just didn't work out. And a couple of draft picks, which don't even matter because the NBA draft barely even matters. Unless you got the number one pick or maybe the top five picks in the NBA draft, you almost really are just picking up dudes that you're going to trade in a year or two. That's, that's basically all you're doing. So we gave away some trash and nothing to get a former MVP, nine-time All-Star, a dude that's been to the finals, been to conference finals, the leading defensive rebounding rebounder for a guard in the NBA is coming to join LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's going to be insane. I don't think people understand because everybody wants to make a big deal about, well, how's it going to fit? You know, LeBron has to have the ball. Russell Westbrook has to have the ball. And, you know, he's always ball dominant. And AD, well, how's AD going to get the ball? What ends up happening is people, they they discount LeBron. It's, it's really people discounting LeBron when they say, well, I don't know how it's going to fit. Hold up. Just understand that you have the greatest basketball player of all time on this team, and he will make it work. That's all you just just trust that the goat will make it work. And it okay, you people will say they don't have any shooting, right? Well, they don't have any shooting. I don't think you guys understand that shooting isn't just the three-point line, okay? We watch these games now, and people shoot so many threes that that's what we've come to think. Not we've, most of the public have come to think that shooting only involves the three-point line. Guys, there are only a couple of people in the league who shoot that really well. The league average is 36%. That means people should not be taking those damn shots. They should be taking closer shots. Westbrook, LeBron, AD are going to have people wondering why the hell were we taking all these threes? Like, what are we doing when we can get closer shots? Westbrook, LeBron, AD are going to live inside the three-point line. It's going to be 90s basketball. And for people who say that they love 90s basketball, that was the best time of their lives, then this should be a wet dream for you. These dudes ain't going to shoot no threes. I mean, LeBron is probably their best three-point shooter on this team. And they have to come to some realizations, right? And there's some things that Russell Westbrook's going to have to do, which I think he will. Because a lot of times the problem with Russell Westbrook was that he wasn't on teams where he thought the other best player was better than him. Right? And so, so we go back to his time with the OKC Thunder. And I remember watching these games and I would be like, oh, my God, why isn't he giving the ball to Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant is obviously a better player than him. But Russell Westbrook doesn't think so. Therefore, who's going to take the last shot? Who's going to have the ball in their hands? It's going to be Russ. He got to Houston, right? Got to Houston. James Harden. How'd that work? It didn't. Why? Because Russ thinks he's better than James Harden. (laughs) Russ went to Washington. Bradley Beal was there. It was supposed to be Bradley Beal's team. Guess whose team it ended up being? Russell Westbrook. Why? Because Russ is better than Beal, and he knows he's better than Beal. But what's going to happen when Russ is actually on a team with somebody he knows 
is better than him. Because if Russell Westbrook comes to the Lakers and thinks that he's better than LeBron James and AD, then Russell Westbrook needs to be seeing a therapist. A, 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 a mind, mental health therapist, because he is out of his damn mind. But I think he will come here and switch up. I think he'll come here and adjust and do what he does best. He wants to win a championship. And you can say, oh, he's not a winner. They'll never win a championship. He'll never win. He's been on teams where they were three and one. They were up to the Warriors. They lost because the Warriors were the better team. I don't care what people get up 3-1 or somebody's up 2-1 or 3-2. It doesn't matter. The cream rises to the top. OKC Thunder just weren't a better team than those Warriors that that came back from 3-1. Those Warriors were up 3-1 on the Cavs. The Cavs beat them. The Cavs were the better team. That's just how it goes sometimes. And if you're not LeBron James and don't have a, and you're not great enough to live in the finals every damn, <laughs> I mean, every year. LeBron was in the finals basically. What was he? He was there in the finals for nine out of the last ten years. Who, if you're not LeBron, you're not going to get that many shots at the title, right? So he's gotten his couple of couple. He's got his one chance with the OKC Thunder. He had another chance where he almost got there if they could have beaten the Warriors, and it didn't happen. Hey. Part of the game. Look at Carl Malone and John Stockton. They lived in an era where they could not get past the West. And then when they finally got past the West, they couldn't get past Michael Jordan. It is what it is. This is going to be bully ball, 90s ball, and I can't wait to see it. Oh, like I, there is. And, and for people who talk about shooting threes and threes are like you got to be able to shoot. and You got to do this. People take threes because they can't get easier buckets, right? Steph Curry is an amazing three-point shooter, but do you think if Steph Curry was 6'7", he'd be shooting all them damn threes? No. Steph Curry evolved to the three-point line, and he adjusted out there because he was too small to get his shots off amongst the trees being 6'2", 6'3". He adjusted his game and became a prolific shooter out there. But if I'm 6'8", 6'6", I can get to the hole whenever I want to get there, and that's where I do my damage, I'm doing that rather than take the hardest shot in basketball, which is the three. It's easier because you can just sit out there and chuck it up, but it's also letting the defense off the hook. The defense loves seeing Anthony Davis stand out around the three-point line shooting threes. The defense loves seeing Russell Westbrook shooting a bunch of damn threes instead of busting their ass in the paint and getting people open for easy layups and and kicking out to people who are wide open 20 feet away. That's what's going to happen when you have these three dudes on the same team. They're going to smoke the West. Smoke the West. If they're healthy. If they're healthy, there's nobody with them in the West. Hell, if they were healthy this year, nobody was beating them in the West anyways. They were the number one seed until Anthony Davis went down, and then LeBron went down, and they went all the way down to the playing game. They were the number one seed with both of those guys playing. People just forget so quickly what really happened. They're going to be phenomenal. It's going to be insane. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. Russ, baby. Lake Show, LeBron, AD, we going to the finals, baby. Yay, yay. Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, Kevin? 
Yeah, America's team out here. America's team. I don't know how. You know, I think I know how that happened. I think it's just a, a product of the South not really having any good teams back in like the 50s, 60s. And I think Dallas just started, you know, marketing towards there. And everybody, because you got people who you can find huge Dallas Cowboy fans in every damn state in the country. I don't know how it happens. But 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 it but it works. I can't stand the damn Cowboys. I I, I like the team. I'm not, I, I'll say this again. I'm not a hater of the team. I just hate the fans who think the team can do no wrong. That the team is always going to win when they're when you know they're trash. Them and Raider fans. Them Cowboys and Raider fans are the most delusional fan base on the planet they will have the trashiest trash team and they are predicting super bowl their quarterback is uh who david carr and they think they're going to super bowl is it david carr no david carr was the brother who's which car is over in in, i think it's Derek. Derek. that was Derek. it is Derek. Derek is with the raiders david was with the texans and got his 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 back blown out with all the sacks he took uh playing for the texans so Cowboys are back, and, and we, we got to talk about the Cowboys because if we talk about the Cowboys, everybody listens because they got more fans than anybody in the damn National Football League. So the Cowboys, right, they, and they train out here in Oxnard. Have you ever been up to their, their training facility up in Oxnard, Kevin? Uh, no, one time I, the Rams did go up there to train with them. Yeah. And they had a, a little little scuffle. Yeah. Um, but um, I went up there for one of those, um, those joint sessions with the Rams and the Cowboys years ago. And uh, – I don't see where the <laughs> I don't know where all the optimism is coming from for these cowboy fans, but I know where it's coming from. It's coming from delusion, <laughs> you know, delusions of, or, or visions of grandeur or what, whatever the hell it is. They are clinically insane because this team is the same, basically the same team they've had for the past three years. They can't get nothing done, and they're coming off of. So, you tell me where this happens. You got a quarterback. And Dak Prescott, who I think is good, not great. And the money they paid him showed you that. And the reason they went through this whole contract thing with him over the past couple of years is because the Cowboys were telling you what they thought of him. Everybody else was getting contract, you know, getting their money up front, right? Uh, uh, Carson Wentz, as horrible as he was, he had a great year, right? He had a great couple of first first couple of years with the, uh, the Eagles. They paid that man, gave him his money because they thought he was dope. And I watched him, and I thought he was dope, too. He had just a little extra something, right? Your Rams, Kevin. They Jared pay, Goff. They paid Jared Goff. That was, a bad, that was bad because yeah, that was, I saw that cut. That was, that was, bad that, was, that was terrible. I would have paid Dak Prescott over Jared Goff. But Jared Goff got his money because the Rams were invested. They thought that he was going to be the dude, so they gave him his money, uh, new, new uh, contract, the whole deal. Dak Prescott had to get franchise tagged and then had to deal with going into contract negotiations because the Cowboys did not think he was worth franchise tagging again or giving a huge new contract to. And sad to say it, his injury was the best thing to happen for both both sides, actually, because Dak got to stay with the Cowboys and get a nice pay raise because this, I mean, hell, his guaranteed money for this new contract, I think he got like fifty million up front, right? That right there was more than he—that <laughs> was more than he made in his entire first four years in the league. And you get to the point with these quarterbacks where you either 
pay them like they're franchise players or you got to let them go and then you basically start over. But the Cowboys can't just start over. They're the Cowboys. They're supposed to be America's team. They're supposed to go to the Super Bowl every year. So how are you going to sell that to the fan base if you let go of this dude who's really good but not great and then you're going and you're drafting another rookie? You're starting over again. And not to mention drafting a rookie who was trying to find another rookie and you already got one who was a fourth-round draft pick and he turned out to be pretty good for you, right? But he's coming off of a, a major leg injury. I mean, gruesome. He played five games last year and broke his ankle. And now he's back. And we just expect that he's going to step right back in and be Dak Prescott that we knew, who already wasn't great, but now he might be a little, you know, mobily challenged. And there's reports he's having some surgery. I mean, not surgery. He's having shoulder shoulder concerns at the camp, so he's not going to play in their first preseason game or whatever, which he probably shouldn't play in any of the preseason games because the uh, broken leg. But then you got Ezekiel Elliott. The past two years, Ezekiel Elliott has had less yards per carry every season. And so now you hear Cowboy fans talk about, oh, Zeke, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's going to be better than ever because he lost weight. He looks good. I don't care. Who, so Zeke is just going to reverse time. What, when have you ever seen a running back go downhill, then all of a sudden he start running back up? That ain't going to happen. And the defense, oh, Lord, the defense. Dallas Cowboys defense last year, 28th out of 32. There was four teams worse in the National Football League than them on defense. They drafted Micah Parsons, and that's going to change. They got rid of Mike Nolan, and they brought in Dan Quinn, who, who, who was coaching over at Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Falcons as the head coach, and they couldn't stop a sneeze. Nothing. Like, so, so he's going to come in and make the changes on this team, right? I don't see it. And they're in the worst division in football. The worst. And if, if they can't win that division, we got to start being real about this damn team and stop, just stop giving them any kind of praise. The Washington, the Washington football, they're still, they're still the Washington football team, right? Still ain't found a name. Ain't found a name, ain't got no quarterback. Who's the quarterback? Taylor Heineke? I think it's Taylor Heineke or, yeah, it's Taylor Heineke. And then they brought in um, Fitzpatrick. To come, you know, and you know, you've seen that movie, you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna throw a bunch of touchdowns in the beginning, and he's gonna throw a bunch of interceptions at the end. But he went to Harvard, so he's smart, so we gotta keep him around. How smart is the dude to keep throwing interceptions the second half of the season? You know what he's gonna do. New York Giants, Danny Dimes, Saquon coming back. Defense, defense is gonna be their defense is nice. I just don't know about their quarterback situation. So I would say I think the Cowboys will be better if Dak is back healthy. I think the Cowboys are better than the New York Giants. Are they better than the the Washington football team? Yeah. Depends on what time of the year you get them, right? I think think this whole – and you got the Eagles. Is Jalen Hurts going to be the dude for them? What's going to happen with that? They drafted a receiver. They got an okay defense. And Jalen Hurts is coming into his second year. We're going to see how that works out. But I think this entire division is an 8-8. Eight and 8-8 eight. Eight and eight is going to win this division. 8-8, eight and eight, I can't see anybody being 9-7. Maybe the Cowboys are 9-7. And, 
And don't give me this Dak MVP talk and he was putting up MVP numbers. Dak is Dak is Devin Booker of the NFL. He is empty calories. All these stats come because the team is behind, so they got to throw a million times to get back into the game. He's throwing you know, out routes and little flats and throwing to the running backs, and they're picking up little yards here and there. But if you really watch Dak play, he leaves so many big plays on the field because he doesn't go down the field enough. And that's the difference. That's the thing that we're missing with him. It's just he doesn't have that thing that just – you see in the quarterback, and you know that guy's going to make it happen for us. Dak is just there. And because of that, the Cowboys are just there. And they'll probably be 8-8 eight and eight and maybe make the playoffs and then get ramrodded by whoever they play in the first round at Jerry's World because they win the division, they're going to have a home game. And I would love to see them get beat down at home by anybody. That would be Christmas come early. Cowboys. Fans. Stop tripping. Eight and eight is the best that y'all going to be. I said it. I believe it. I'm probably right. NBA free agency kicks off tonight. And this isn't like uh, the normal free agency that you usually get. Usually you get like the big names and everybody's excited to see what's going to happen, where people are going to go. This year, we ain't really got that. We got a bunch of guys basically, um, you know, who, who can opt out of their contracts. And pro- if they opt out, they're probably going to stay with their teams. Uh, we had big news the other day that Kawhi, I think it came out yesterday, Kawhi was opting out of his $36 million player option. And I had people like, oh, Kawhi, you know, people start hating on, on Paul George and, and, and the Clippers. And I'm not a, a Clipper fan, but I like the players. And people start hating, oh, well, well Kawhi must have got tired of Paul George and, and uh, he don't want to be there and, and, you know, be with this sorry team. He's resigning. What the, what the hell do you think? He's about to opt out of $36 million to go somewhere else on a bum knee? He's opting out so he can get more money from the Clippers. It's just business and common sense. But y'all keep believing all that hate stuff is going on over there. Then you got Chris Paul. Chris Paul is probably going to do the same. Chris Paul can opt out of his player option and go somewhere else. But why would he do that? Because he can make more money with the Suns if he just resigns there instead of opting out and going somewhere else. And they just came off of an of NBA Finals run, which they were lucky to make. But fans don't care about that. Fans just hear Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, we running it back. And they go run it back right to the fifth seed in the, in the playoffs next year and be bounced out when the Lakers are healthy. And then we got interesting uh, players like Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is a free agent, right? And he's 36 years old. I didn't even know. I didn't know this dude was that old. Kyle Lowry is 36 years old, still a good player, coming off of an all-star season. Well, you know, he, he, he's gritty. He's tough. But who is really... Putting money out there like that for a 36-year-old 6'2 point guard who don't really – I mean, besides hustling and shooting threes, what else is he giving you? Is he, is he rebounding for you? Is he, is he, is he, he's not really a playmaker per se either. He's just a, a hustle guard. So if I'm a team, I'm not spending $40 million a year on Kyle, on Kyle Lowry. And that's where some of the buzz is going right now. They're talking about Miami Heat. Miami Heat going to make a trade to get Kyle Lowry. What's that going to do? I mean, they're not, they're not beating the Bucks with Kyle Lowry. 
They're not beating the Nets. Nobody's beating the Nets with Kyle Lowry coming to the, It don't matter. But you got to make it. You got to try. You got to try to do something. I mean, the fans got to see that you're doing something. There was talk about Kyle Lowry going to the, the, New, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, which would make no damn sense. They got Lonzo Ball. And I know what y'all going to say. Lonzo, he sucks. He can't shoot. But that just sounds like you don't watch basketball. The man put up career best numbers this year across the board. Scoring, shooting percentage, free throw percentage, three-point percentage. All that while finding out how to play with the most exciting player in basketball in Zion Williamson. And then having another player, Brandon Ingram, who needs the ball to get buckets. And he's he's a restricted free agent this year. So that means that the New Orleans Pelicans can match an offer. Any team puts an offer out to Lonzo Ball, New Orleans Pelicans can match it. And I'm telling you right now, because I got friends and people who want to clown and say, oh, Lonzo is going to be playing in the Chinese league pretty soon. He's going to be over in China speaking Mandarin. Dog, he's making $20 million per year, this contract. Book it. Book it. The dude can ball. I wish he had come back to the Lakers. I was hoping until we got Westbrook that we was going to make a deal to bring him back because he'd be the perfect fit to have with LeBron in AD, a young point guard that can still grow. He's a ball hawk on defense, running all over the place, hustles. His three-point percentage came up to 35% this year, and hopefully he just keeps getting better. And the dude is unselfish to a fault. Like, I, to me, you want to rank these free agents uh, this year with people who are actually available. I would say I would take ball over Kyle Lowry. Age is on his side, and the dude just, he just, I just love people who get hated on. I love, I love defending the hated. That's my thing. So Lonzo Ball has become a pet project of mine. So anytime somebody talks trash about Lonzo, I'm there. It's like the bat signal goes off. I run up. Lonzo, LeBron, Paul George, if you're hating on him, I show up to defend him. That's just what I do. But this, this free agency period, there's really no excitement here. It, it's just everything. You know what's going to happen. You already know. The draft just happened, and we didn't really care about the draft. And every year this draft is getting worse and worse and worse. Free agency is turning into what people, the only way people build teams because everybody just trades and they build up their rosters with these super teams. The draft doesn't even matter. If you're not drafting a guy in the top five, you're basically drafting the dude who you're going to trade in a year or two. That's all you're doing. So we'll see what's going to happen. I, it don't matter where any of these players go. We already got it set. If it's healthy, it's the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets and nobody else. And that's it. And I got my money on the Lakers. We'll see. But I'm probably right. Olympics, I'm loving them. Kevin, you love you're loving the Olympics still, right? I am guilty, guilty as charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I was gonna love it, but man, I've been watching a lot of a lot of the events. I can't stop. I mean, I'm I'm literally watching. I'm setting alarms. I set an alarm at five in the morning the other day so I could get up and watch some gymnastics. Uh, and the hundred meters was on. Uh, the other, and all these damn times, man. Like, I mean, because it's in Tokyo, so we got to be on uh, on. Uh, demon time. <laughs> we all demon time trying to watch these damn Olympics. Um, but there was something that I caught last week that wasn't really a big, didn't make big headlines, that was kind of 
odd to me because, you know, the biggest thing that was going on was Simone Biles uh, pulled out of the team competition for Team USA and the gymnastics. And then she pulled out of a couple of individual meets. And she's actually going to compete this morning at like 3.40 a.m. Actually, five, I think it's 5 a.m. in the beam, uh, the women's beam. Uh, But she pulled out and then everybody got all up. It was, you know, it was a big deal. People talking about she ain't the goat because she decided, you know, she couldn't handle or she had a, you know, she had mental issues with trying to compete and feeling pressure and more. Hey, yo, if you're the goat at anything you do, who the hell am I to ask to question you, right? The only reason you need is I don't feel like doing it today and I'm good with it. She is the goat. She is the one. Ain't nobody better than her. I got nothing to say. But we had people trashing her and going in on her and, and, and calling out, you know, her her competition willingness. Right. But then there was an event that happened on Friday. Ryan Murphy, uh, U.S. swimmer. Right. He was competing in the 200 meter backstroke. And he won the silver medal. Losing the gold medal to uh, Russian backstroker uh, Evgeny Rylov. Then Ryan Murphy gets on the podium after he gets the the medal and he says that he probably just competed in a race where there was doping, but I'm not sure. There was no big news story. No, nobody questioning his, you know, this dude just threw somebody under the bus who he has no idea if he was doping. And again, the ROC is the Russian Olympic Committee because the Russians were banned from the Olympics. So they found a reach around to get athletes in and they're calling it the Russian Olympic Committee. And anytime they want an award, they will not play the Russian national anthem or anything like that. But these athletes who, to be fair to them, none of them were involved in this doping scandal that got Russia kicked out in the first place. But. They're going to win a gold medal, and this dude is going to throw them under the bus and not even really mention names. He just said, I'm sure there was doping. So he didn't just say it was the Russians. He threw everybody in there talking about doping because he took a silver medal. Where's the vitriol for that? Why we ain't coming at this cat for just being a punk, basically? I mean, Brian, Chris, Brian Murphy was just basically a punk. And nobody was calling him out. Nobody was saying anything. But we get a lady who feels like she is not at her best and can't be out there doing 511 million flips without hurting herself. And we want to question her competitiveness and her, 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 her willing to strive for greatness. But this dude out here throwing people under the bus. Man, I'm tired. That's our show for this week. I'm Reggie Watkins. I'm probably right. Rate us, subscribe, review. See y'all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.